tidy year. It's that time of year again when we talk about all things holiday gifts. And what could be better than the gift of comfort? I mean, really, is there anything better than receiving something soft, fabulous, sustainable, and cozy? Name a better gift. Go ahead. I'll wait. That's why when we think holidays, we think Cozy Earth. If you're not familiar with this fabulous brand, they're all about minimalist simplicity amidst premium luxury, outstanding quality with a focus on responsible production. The result? An insanely amazing collection of sleepwear, loungewear, and bedding that is, in a word, swoon-worthy. Shopping for her? Try a luxe set of ultra-soft bamboo PJs, guaranteed to please. For him, level up his loungewear with a bamboo pullover crew and some matching joggers. Got a new mom in your life? Spoil her with Cozy Earth's dreamy temperature regulating sheets. And add on an adorable matching Cozy Earth crib sheet for when baby arrives. On a budget? You can filter by price range on their site to fit your needs. There's truly something for everyone. And the best part? We've got a discount code special for our listeners. Head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the code OFFTHEGRAM45 at checkout for an amazing 45% off. Merry, Merry. In working so hard and preparing myself so well, it takes some of those stressors off because I can finally, by the time it's the show, I hope that I'm able to trust myself and trust all the work that I've put into preparing for a given performance enough to be able to actually completely let go and stop thinking when I'm on stage. Welcome to our Christmas Spectacular episode of Off the Gram, the show where we bring you straight into the trenches with us to help you live your best life, channel your inner girl boss, and navigate the ever-changing landscapes of wellness and social media. Hi! Hi, Heidi. It's Jamie here, and it's just the two of us, well, at least for now, because in a moment, we will be joined by a guest who is not only incredible, she's incredibly special to me. Let me tell you why. So first of all, Skylar Brandt just happens to be one of the most esteemed, well-known ballet dancers in the game today. And it just so happens that I've known this gem of a young lady since she was born. That's right. Our families are best friends. And her mom, are you ready for this, was my mom's fitness instructor growing up. She was even the trainer who my mom, Joan London, featured in her 1992 exercise video, Workout America, where they both prominently boasted leotards, leg warmers, and sweatbands, and Zumba'd and grapevined their way to VHS fame. I kid you not. It was totally foreshadowing for Skylar's career. hundred <laughs> percent. Let me tell you, if you have not Googled Joan London's workout video and you want an hour of your life that you will never get back, it is like the single greatest thing I've ever seen on the internet. So go down that rabbit hole immediately. As for Skylar, she definitely inherited her mother's love for joyful movement. She began dancing at the age of six and has hustled her heart out in the dance world ever since. She joined American Ballet Theater in 2009 and her upward trajectory skyrocketed from there, earning the title of apprentice dancer in 2010, a role in the Corpse de Ballet in 2011, then becoming a soloist in 2015, and finally making the coveted leap to principal in 2020. Yep, in the middle of a pandemic. Never want to skip a beat. Skylar made lemonade out of lemons while live performances were temporarily halted, turning to social media as a way to continue sharing her passion for dance, sharing art and movement and creativity with the world and using virtual platforms to begin teaching students all over the world. 
Heidi here. The world has definitely taken notice of Skylar's talents. She was featured in a major New York Times arts feature in February 2020 around her debut role as Giselle. Covator recently covered her creative use of social media amidst the pandemic, and Forbes just named her to their 30 under 30 list this past month. Skylar is a shining example of someone who approaches her craft with a roll up your sleeves and never stop working attitude all while keeping a smile on her face and a delightful lightheartedness oozing from every pore of her being. We couldn't think of a more perfect guest for this week's show in particular because Skylar is currently starring as Clara in an AVT production of The Nutcracker. So for our holiday show today, we brought you guys the true embodiment of Christmas, y'all. Jamie here. So listen to this show today if you're curious about what the heck it looks like to be a ballerina for a living. I, I know that's me. I am hand raised. <laughs> if you want some major inspo from someone who used grit, grace, and tenacity to claw her way to the top of her industry. And if you are as enthralled as we are with humans who perform at the highest level of human function day in and out and make it look easy. But first, we have a fun sweat this segment today. So since today's show is all about ho-ho-hoing our way to a comfy, cozy, fabulous Christmas, I wanted to talk about two things we are sweating today, big time. Okay, first of all, Heidi here. We have a major last-minute gift guide alert here. So I learned about Cozy Earth Jammies a little while back, and ever since I did, I have been completely obsessed. I love them because they're legit the softest things I've ever put on my body, like the softest. I wear their ultra soft bamboo PJs, mine are pink, and I'm actually going to get some of their men's stuff for Alex for Christmas, but shh. Yeah, don't tell <laughs> like, him. Nah, I hope he doesn't listen to this before Christmas because he's always commenting on how soft mine are. And I have to also mention, these are the only pajamas I've ever owned that have pockets. They That's have pockets. The That's a game changer. It's a total game changer. It's like a dress having pockets. It's the best thing ever. Totally. And I also love that I just recently learned that they have bedding and they are sending me their temperature regulating sheets. And oh my goodness, I cannot wait. You fancy girl. I want those sheets. <laughs> All right. Well, we are psyched to share that we have a discount code for you guys. So, okay, here's my little trick. Here's my Christmas hack. Even if you order them for someone special in your life and the gift isn't going to quite make it by the 25th, just forward them the dang email and say they're on their way. Trust me, they'll be excited. It's literally the sneakiest tactic that I have used more times than I care to admit. But when the gift is really good, you always get out of the doghouse for it because they're just so excited. And who doesn't want soft, cozy jammies or like amazing bedding? Everybody wants that. So head on over to CozyEarth.com right now and use the code OFFTHEGRAM45 at checkout. Are you ready for this? For an amazing 45% off. Okay, run, don't walk. 45% off. I don't think we've ever offered a discount like that on Off The Gram before. So I'm telling you guys, CozyEarth.com, last minute gift item. Use the code OFFTHEGRAM45. Okay, well, we are talking about things that are giving me life and comfort this season. Can we just talk about lubricum for a minute? Because I personally, I know I'm talking about my skin a lot these days. I am somebody who just hates winter skin. Like it bugs the heck out of me. So as soon as the temperature drops and the air gets dry, I immediately stock up on the best stuff to combat it. And my two faves right now are actually from one of our partners on today's show, Lubriderm. So I'm personally super into their advanced therapy lotion because it helps strengthen the skin's moisture barrier without feeling greasy. I hate that. I hate when they feel greasy. This one doesn't. 
And I also love their advanced therapy moisturizing cream because it's rich and creamy and has tons of good stuff like vitamin E. That's the technical term, right, Heidi? Tons of good stuff. <laughs> okay, I might have like butchered what's in that, but so maybe I should just leave it to the experts. Lucky for us, I actually got to steal a little time and 411 info with Dr. Annie Gonzalez, who is a board certified dermatologist. And she spoke to me on behalf of Lubriderm to tell me all about what this legacy brand's got cooking for us all to keep us hydrated and glowing during these winter months. So Dr. Gonzalez, thanks for being here today. I just want to start off by asking you, as a leading dermatologist and Lubriderm partner, I'm sure you see it all, including dry skin in the winter, you know, at least for many of us. I know you're in Miami, am I right? Yes, you're totally right. Okay, so maybe it's not quite as bad for you down there, but I'm in the Northeast and mama, it is dry skin city. I bet. <laughs> it's awful up here. So what are some surprising things our listeners may not know about dry skin? Yeah, Jamie. So in the winter, the temperatures, the moisture drops. So it's not going to be a surprise that our skin is going to feel it. It's going to get very dry. It's going to get scaly. We might even experience some itch to go along with all of this. So it's no wonder that it becomes the top body skincare concern for consumers. And that's exactly what the Lubriderm survey revealed. Interesting. So are there any simple lifestyle hacks that people can do to avoid dry skin in the winter? Yes, absolutely. I tell my patients all the time, you know, winter or no winter, if you suffer from dry skin, something you could do is start moisturizing daily. Don't wait for symptoms to get too severe, symptoms of dryness, before you start thinking about using your moisturizer. You know, and the Lubriderm Advanced Therapy Moisturizing Cream or Lotion are great options here. And doing it after the shower is great. So try to take shorter showers. Do not use very hot water. And you have a three-minute window right after that shower in order to apply this moisturizer all over your body. And this is a great way to seal in the moisture. I just recently learned about that three-minute window. But that's my jam now. I get right out of the shower. I have everything set up like in a little basket, all my Lubriderm products right in front of my mirror. I sit down and I moisturize right away. I used to, I think I waited too long. Yeah, yeah. You know, we always say three to five-minute window because your skin is still damp. So you want to try to seal it in. And that's why the Lubriderm Advanced Therapy Lotion that has all these wonderful ingredients is going to help to provide that seal that you need in order to let that water and let it stay in there instead of evaporating into the air, especially when it's so dry out there. That makes a lot of sense. So when is it maybe time to go see a dermatologist if you're suffering from like really bad dry skin? It's a great question, Jamie, because, you know, it is okay to go and look for these accessible brands. Lubriderm offers these amazing solutions for home relief of this dry skin. But I really want to empower those that are suffering from skin concerns like severe dryness, especially if you start getting symptoms like itching and other things that may follow when you're not controlling or just a plain moisturizer. This is definitely time to go reach out to see a dermatologist or a provider that can help you with those skin concerns. Interesting. Okay. I just kind of want to like crash down a misconception here because I feel like a lot of people think they just need to spend a ton of money on high-end beauty products when really some of the best products are heritage brands, right? That we can maybe find at our local drugstore. So you are a spokesperson, of course, for Lubriderm, our partner for this episode, and you help people across the country prepare for success in having hydrated, healthy looking skin, even amidst this harsh season. So what are your favorite Lubriderm products right now? 
Jamie, you couldn't have said it better. You know, people break their heads or their bank account, you know, looking for expensive products. And when you have to moisturize your entire body, you really need to look for effective products, but that are accessible and affordable. This is key, especially if you're going to be using it every single day. So what I love about the Lubriderm Advanced Therapy Moisturizing Cream and the lotion is that both of these are paraben-free, they're fragrance-free, they're affordable, they provide long-lasting moisture that can last 24 hours because it has simply effective ingredients. Makes sense to me. And if it's not sustainable, then it's probably not a good choice, right? So something that you could really have in your arsenal on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that works is the right choice. So what makes a brand like Lubriderm your trusted go-to? You know, Lubriderm has been out for decades. So there's a history since 1945. You know, this brand has been out there. It was developed by dermatologists, pharmacologists. So there's a lot of research behind the ingredients that go into the formula. And that's why these are so effective and they continue to be a favorite of the consumers. And definitely one that I recommend to most of my patients and my audience. I love that. You know, we recently interviewed Julie Wilson, who is the beauty director at Cosmopolitan. And she led us in a wonderful conversation around cultural variations in beauty purchasing habits. It was really eye-opening. And I know that Lubriderm has been working hard to uncover behavioral usage of moisturizing products amongst U.S. Hispanic consumers through a national consumer and dermatologist survey that was, I believe, administered to over 900 U.S. consumers and 200 dermatologists. That's amazing. I want to hear some of the insights, if you could share a little bit about that study. I would love to because I was so excited when I heard about the opportunity to partner up with Lubriderm and learn more about this survey. It was heartening to see that this brand took an active approach to understand my community. I'm Hispanic. So the Hispanic community at large represents a large majority of the population here in the United States, but they're underserved and they do lack resources to see specialists like myself, like dermatologists. And the survey did provide a lot of insights that focus on these communities, and it allows us dermatologists to be able to understand them better, understand their needs, and know how we can continue to support them. I, for myself, do it even through my own social media. We try to give as much advice as we can because a lot of these patients do not have access to see a specialist, especially when it comes to skin. And what are they doing? They're going online to find solutions. The survey actually revealed that over half of them, to be exact, 58% of them went online to look for solutions for their skin concerns. Hmm. That's amazing. I'm really inspired by the fact that this study was done. And I think that probably garnered a lot of really interesting research that probably wasn't out there before. So really, really important stuff. Finally, before we let you go, I just need to know, what is your number one stay young beauty hack. I'm sure you get this all the time and maybe you have something and maybe you don't, but like, is there anything unexpected we could maybe find in our homes? Like, I don't know, ice cubes for pores or cucumbers for puffy eyes or something simple that our listeners could commit to maybe nightly that could be, I don't know, an unexpected game changer. Yeah, I think we can make skincare a self-care routine. And I'm not going to throw something completely crazy out there, but I'll touch a little bit upon that a little bit. But Something as simple as making your skincare daily self-care, put your moisturizing lotion in your night bed if you forgot to do it after your shower like we talked about before, 
and just make that part of a soothing ritual right before you go to bed. You know, moisturize with your Lubriderm lotion. You can get a little bit, maybe some, speaking of ice cubes, I personally like the ice rollers because it's easy. You just put them in your freezer and then while you're putting your lotion on, you could also kind of pass that ice roller over your face to help debuff. Some chamomile bags are always good to put under your eyes if you suffer from puffy bags, but the ice roller also helps to depop a lot the under eye area. So you could use them either at night or in the morning if you wake up extra puffy. So those are some things that are safe to use at home and also give you a little sense of a ritual and self-care on a daily basis. Love that. We could all use that ritual and self-care. And as a busy mom here who gets very little sleep, and constantly has puppy bags under my eyes. I very much appreciate that. Well, thank you for sharing your expertise and all of this great information about Lubriderm with our listeners. Thank you, Jamie, for having me. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jamie, for bringing us that info from the doc. Now it's time to shift gears and shine the spotlight to center stage for our holiday hero, the one and only ABT principal ballerina, Skylar Brandt. Welcome, Skylar. We are so excited to have you here today on Off the Ground. Thanks. Thanks so much, Heidi. Thanks, Jamie. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate you having me. I mean, Skylar, I was framing it up in the intro that you're basically family. I mean, obviously, our families are best friends. And my family and I have watched you throughout your entire rise. And we've been so proud of you. We literally just, I cry every time I see something else. And obviously, I've kept in touch with your mom and just watched your rise throughout the years. Proud doesn't even begin to describe it. But I really have to ask, because I know our listeners really want to know, you're literally a boss babe of like a whole different stratosphere than most people that we know. So let's just take people back for a minute. What did your path to success kind of look like? Like, what is the career path for an aspiring ballerina? Because I think that our audience probably doesn't know anything about that. And maybe you could just like fill people in on the exciting ABT announcements over the past year. Yeah. Well, thank you for your super sweet words. Yeah. You know, I think being in the ballet career is, is just like, it's very tricky because I mean, for me, I decided when I was eight years old that I wanted to be a professional ballerina. And I remember my parents were very taken aback by my decision because they said, you know, it's like most people don't know what they want to do when they graduate college. So how's it that my eight-year-old already knows what she wants to do with her life, but it's sort of, you have to decide at that age, you have to be able to be that committed that young because being a ballet dancer is such a young person's profession. You can't continue to do that into your 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. And the amount of work that is entailed, the amount of training that is required to attain a certain level of professionalism in ballet you know, it takes an enormous amount of time. It took me 20 years to get to this place that I'm in now. So And of course, as with anything that you start from a very young age, you know, your family ends up making a lot of sacrifices. Kids make a lot of sacrifices. I wasn't going to people's birthday parties and I wasn't doing PE and I was, you know, I was really in a world of my own, but I, I really didn't care. I didn't need to fit in with the kids at normal academic school. Nobody really understood what I was doing and I didn't expect them to understand what I was doing. I was a super mature I would say I was even an old soul um, as a child because that's the kind of personality it takes to be able to pursue such a demanding and challenging career. 
And so really from the age of eight years old, I started training with a Russian coach and I absolutely loved it. And it actually made me fall in love with ballet even more because my Russian teacher was probably one of the first adults that treated me like an equal and didn't speak to me in a patronizing way or a condescending way. And I appreciated that about her. And I appreciated that the art form that I was working on pulled out those qualities in me and in people around me. So it's been a lot of years of just training and being privately coached, continuing to work on the craft. And I'm still doing that. I'm still working on that. There's no such thing as perfection in ballet. And so I think that's kind of the beautiful thing as well. So I'm forever a student. That's incredibly inspiring. And I sure hope that we can have some younger listeners hear that because it's incredibly important to, I love that you said it was a young person's profession because it is. And how incredible that you were such an old soul, as you put it, and you did know exactly what you wanted at such a young age. That's so rare. (laughs) I'm thinking about, I have twin daughters, they're six. And I'm like, in two years, if they told me (laughs) what they wanted, I'd be like, okay, babe, (laughs) that's amazing that your (laughs) parents listened, right? Yeah, they listen. And to be honest with you, they did everything in their power to make me try a hundred other different activities. They put me in soccer, they put me in piano, they put me in tennis. I mean, they were trying to expose me to as many things as possible before allowing me to make such a monumental decision. And of course, they supported me throughout knowing that at any given point, I could want to quit or, or I could want to stop. But I was really so fortunate to have my family supporting me and in my corner because I wouldn't have been able to do it without them. And, you know, thank goodness it worked out. And now they can enjoy the benefits of watching me on stage after all of everything that they did to help me get to this point. It sounds like you have an amazing family. So let's talk about why it worked out, right? So you obviously maintain an incredibly rigorous schedule and you were so successful in such a physically and emotionally challenging career. I've read so many articles about you and all of them mention how even in your downtime, you take extra classes, you learn roles for ballets you'll understudy for, and you just generally never rest. So how does that work for you? Do you thrive on it? Yes. I mean, I think... That, you know, there's different strokes for different folks. Certainly there are professional ballet dancers at my same level with holding the same title that I now hold. And I think, you know, some of those dancers, they turn their attention at this point to perhaps social media and being able to engage in endorsement deals and doing sort of more extracurricular activities to perhaps create more momentum around them to earn more money, which I totally respect, you know, as artists, we're not paid like basketball players are paid or tennis players are paid. So I totally understand. Even though you are an athlete. (laughs) Even though we are athletes, athletes and artists combined. So, you know, I totally get how people could shift focus, but for me, it's just something I'm not comfortable doing because for me, the art form comes first and everything else is secondary. And I also hope that in working on myself every single day, even on my days off, that those other, you know, cherries on top of this beautiful Sunday that I have will just come naturally. So for me, you know, it's really important to continue to refine my ballet technique, to continue to push my artistic boundaries. You know, as I just became a principal dancer, which is the highest title that you can 
obtain just last year during the pandemic. And so for me, I, I'm about to make a lot of debuts this year and a lot of very iconic roles. So it's really important to me. I, I feel as though I have a huge responsibility to continue to uphold a certain level and a, and a certain standard in the industry, you know, that's reminiscent of the artists that I grew up watching that inspired me to pursue ballet. So I'm very intense with, you know, I have a, a high work ethic, but I think it's just simply because that's what makes me feel comfortable going out on stage and doing what I do. It helps my confidence, my self-esteem, and it's important for me to continue working because I don't ever want to settle or rest on, you know, on the fact that now I've reached the top doesn't mean that I should stop pushing myself. Well, I can definitely appreciate that. But let's kind of go there for a minute, because I want to talk about mental strength a little bit. And I'm wondering how you do stay strong. I mean, obviously, anytime you are an athlete, an artist, there's rejection. So can you talk a little bit about the mental mindset of, you know, a champion athlete and performance artist? Like, do you get stage fright? <laughs> what happens when you get rejected? How does that work in your mind? Yeah, you know, and it, that's the thing It happens to all of us. It happens to everyone. And there's so much mental strength required to be a ballet dancer. You know, if you think about even just learning choreography, being able to pick up steps on in the moment, being able to make split decisions on stage, depending on tempo of the music, or, you know, maybe something didn't go 100% correctly. It's like you have to constantly be covering up your mistakes on stage. You have to be able to work with other people. You have to be able to withstand the pressure. You have to be able to you know, go out and perform in front of 20,000 people, which I've done. So, you know, there's a huge mental game there. I think that for me, I, there are a couple things that come into play in that situation. I like to maintain a balanced lifestyle. So for as much as I like to work, I also like to relax as hard as I'm working. So for me, that looks like, you know, spending time with friends and family, watching TV, like totally vegging out on the couch. You know, I have no shame about Whatever it is that makes me feel good in the moment and makes me feel like I can decompress doing a puzzle, you know, Instagramming, what have you. I like to do those things so that I feel normal. I feel like a human first and a, and a dancer second. But also, I think that, again, in working so hard and preparing myself so well, it takes some of those stressors off because I can finally, by the time it it's the show. I hope that I'm able to trust myself and trust all the work that I've put into preparing for a given performance enough to be able to actually completely let go and stop thinking when I'm on stage. You know, nerves is such a huge part of this profession. And it's definitely something that I've dealt with and contended with throughout my whole life. And I always try to tell young people who are always say, what do you do for, you know, when you get nervous? And I mean, nerves are totally, I think, natural reaction to, again, what we do day to day. So, you know, I think nerves can be helpful if you recognize them, that, that it's normal and be able to use them as a tool. You know, nerves give you adrenaline. It's like that extra superpower that we might not have in our day-to-day -day lives. But for me, I, I'm now trying to just be in the moment, be more present, which is so incredibly hard to do. It's so much easier said than done. But, you know, it's if it's like the day of the show, day before the show, or just before I go on stage and I start finding myself thinking about, oh, you know, what I have to do and what's coming up and what's nerve wracking, I try to actually turn that part of my brain off so that I'm just living the dance, breathing the dance when I'm actually in the moment on stage, as opposed to trying to, you know, focus too much beforehand, because that can be very draining energy wise. 
Amen. That's <laughs> so beautiful and so very yogic of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm practicing this as of late. So it's, you know, and it's actually helping to pay off. I find that it's a good mindset to be in. I love it. If only all of us could be all the time. So I wanted to pivot because this is like, I feel like a big elephant in the room anytime you talk about ballet. So we spoke about nerves. We spoke about your, you know, training. We spoke about, I loved hearing that you do rest, by the way. I'm like, oh, it's balanced. A little, little balance. But we have to ask, what do ballerinas really eat? I mean, we hear all the rumors about restricting, but I've seen you publicize quite the opposite. So what does a normal day in Skylar's nutrition look like? Yeah. Well, you know, I think not dissimilar to an Olympic athlete, we're athletes, we're burning a million calories a day. It's actually very important for us to eat a lot, to be able to eat, to keep our energy levels up, eating throughout the day, snacks, you know, it's like, we don't always get breaks, but when we do a handful of nuts or an apple or this or that, you know, it's really, it's beneficial for us because again, we're, we're just burning, burning, burning all day long. You know, of course, that being said, everyone's different. Everybody comes from different genetics. So some people might, you know, find that certain food groups work better for them than others. Personally, I'm very lucky. I eat everything. I don't omit anything or any food categories from my diet. You know, I definitely try to eat healthy just, you know, as I would, even if I wasn't a ballet dancer, but dessert is my most favorite and preferred meal of the day. So <laughs> amen. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, in, in some ways it's like, of course, let's say eating a lot of sugar isn't good for our bodies nutritionally, but maybe it's good for our, our emotional health. You know, it's like to be able to just let go and enjoy having cookies or ice cream or candy at the end of the night is sort of a reward for whatever you did in your hard day's work. You know, that's how I like to look at it. But again, it's for me, it's like, I just am trying to eat healthy during season time, but I eat everything, you know, meats, pasta, fruits and vegetables, and of course, dessert. Cause again, we we're working very hard. So it's important for us to be able to enjoy our food as well. Absolutely. Well, a time that I saw you working very hard that I actually loved watching you through was the pandemic. I feel like there was a lot of silver linings for a lot of people. And I know that this was right after your big announcement of becoming a principal ballerina for ABT and all of a sudden, <laughs> the world stopped. The way that you navigated lockdown and started sharing on social media in a whole new way was so inspiring and fun. And especially for those of us who aren't in the ballet world and maybe don't have a lot of insight into the behind the scenes of that. It was really cool. So can you talk about why that was important to you and maybe just the role of social media amidst ballet? I mean, it's such a classical traditional culture. So it's kind of an interesting juxtaposition. Yeah. You know, actually we went into lockdown just before I was promoted, probably like six months or so. And it was really devastating at first because I was making some debuts in my season with my ballet company. And I thought, oh my gosh, maybe this is the moment for me. You know, maybe I'll finally get promoted to principal dancer. I had all this momentum. And so when the entire world shut down, it was so shocking and it was so, you know, heartbreaking because I felt like everything that I was working for just came to a stop. And I think as with many people, I didn't know when we would return. I thought, okay, two weeks, like <laughs> I had no idea how long we would be in this position for. So, you know, of course I kept 
going with my training at home, it was weird and bizarre to be taking a ballet class from my parents' foyer <laughs> and with not the proper floor and not, you know, no mirrors, no colleagues around me, just through Zoom. But, you know, I just tried to continue to stay motivated. And then once I found out that this would be for a long time, once that became apparent, you know, I just kind of shifted my perspective. And I said to myself, well, the entire world is going through this. It's not as if I need to have some sort of like FOMO because, you know, my friends are still able to dance and I'm not, it was, you know, it's a, it became a universal thing. So I just tried to enjoy it, enjoy the gift of having time off. You know, I don't think I would have time off like this again until I would be retired. So I really tried to grow in other ways as a person. You know, I was able to watch my nephew grow up more, um, you know, spend more quality time with my family. And those are all things that, of course, contribute to personal growth as well. And by turn, growth as a ballerina. So, you know, for me, I use that time to like stop, reflect, re-examine my goals. And also I use that as a time to decide how I wanted to come out of the pandemic. I wanted to come out stronger than I went into it. So I tried to utilize, you know, with my very limited resources at home, I tried to utilize that time to continue to grow and get stronger. I was very fortunate to have been able to teach a lot which I hadn't done before the pandemic because I just simply didn't have the time to do so. So, you know, it was the kind of thing where I was, it was maybe 11 o'clock my time in New York and I was teaching a young girl in India at 8.30 a.m. the next day, her time. You know, it was very cool because I was then able to connect with people from all over the world and just sharing my day-to-day -day process, which was waking up and dancing around in a living room or in a kitchen seemed to catch the attention of a lot of people worldwide. And I think they found inspiration in that, even though it wasn't my goal to try to, you know, say anything with my videos other than just to share for fun and, you know, simply because of boredom, but it seemed to resonate with people. And so I'm, I'm really happy with that. You know, I think social media, it's one of these things that I've always struggled to find my own voice in because Ultimately, it really is a super narcissistic medium. It's very strange to just like share, constantly be sharing pictures, videos of yourself. But I also appreciate and understand the fact that it's a very normal and very useful tool in today's society. So I try to approach my social media in the most honest and truthful way possible, which is just by sharing real parts of my life. You know, there's a type of social media where people can take the same picture over and over and over again until it looks perfect or the same video over and over again. But for me, it's, you know, it's not that way. It's, it's simply, you know, I just like to share exactly what I'm doing my day-to-day -day life. And, you know, if there's nothing to share in a given week, then that's the case, but I'm just trying to be honest about my process, I would say on Instagram and things like that. Cause it feels very weird to, <laughs> constantly be pushing, you know, pushing. So I try to do it in a genuine and sincere way. Well, and I'm sure that's why so many people found it so amazing because it's so rare to have a genuine, honest voice on social media. So thank you for that, Skylar. <laughs> I'd love to ask what your actual training is really like. So when you're in training mode, 
not, you know, during the pandemic, (laughs) which was awesome, but how do you take care of your body and keep up with it all? Are there any new trends in self-care or muscle recovery? You could give us a little scoop on. I mean, I'm currently rehabbing a massive injury and I'm doing infrared mat, infrared sauna. I'm doing, I mean, like acupuncture twice a week. So what is your secret sauce to maintain wellness and good health? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear about your injury. Thanks. I feel you. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's kind of one of these things where you try to stay ahead of injury. At least for me, I practice a lot of injury prevention so that I don't have to go later when I'm out and try to fix myself. And you know, it's difficult because that means you're investing your time. That means you're investing your money. You're doing things to make it so that you can continue doing what you know, what you love to do. And for me, that looks like taking Pilates as a form of cross training, getting massage every week, you know, just certain upkeep, certain maintenance, trying to eat as healthy as I can, trying to relax and listen to myself, listen to my body when it's telling me something, which I think is a skill that's learned later in life. You know, it's so common for young ballet dancers to ignore signs that their bodies are giving them because it's just in our personalities to continue to push through no matter what. We're truly warriors in the regards that, you know, again, as athletes, we're pushing through really painful moments, which is not always a smart thing to do and could actually create a bigger problem than if you just address it in the moment. So, you know, I try to be smart now that I'm at this point in my career and I have so much experience under my belt, but so much more to experience, you know, in the future. And so, you know, aside from taking ballet class every day that I have to rehearse as a form of warm up, you know, being able to stretch lightly and then going throughout my rehearsal day, which could be, you know, seven, eight, nine, 10 hours or plus a performance um, in the evening time just to top that day off. Yeah. It's like, you just have to be really smart and really aware of your body. And I think again, with time, people sort of are able to, to do that. Jamie here. Well, winter is upon us. That means hot cocoa, snowy festive fun, and dry, flaky skin. I don't know about you, but one thing I can't escape is the yuckiness attached to dry skin in the winter. And because it bothers me so much, I recently gave myself a crash course in skincare. And you can imagine how delighted I was when I found out that Lubriderm, one of the most iconic skincare brands in the world, was partnering with us here on Off The Gram. This winter season, prep your skin with Lubriderm Advanced Therapy Moisturizing Cream and Lubriderm Advanced Therapy Lotion. Both formulas are fragrance-free with proven moisturization benefits for up to 24 hours. Want to learn more about these and many other great products Lubriderm has to offer? Check them out at Lubriderm.com or pick some up at retailers nationwide or on Amazon. Well, I think we're all learning a lot from you. We're constantly, as athletes and athletes in the sport of life, I think we're like constantly in some form of recovery from something. So it's really interesting. I can't even imagine what your body goes through and what a ballerina pushes through. I mean, in my old age of 40, it's a wonder I can get out of bed. I'll be perfectly honest. I creak. Okay. The last thing I have to hit on, Skylar, just because I have known you so long and anybody who follows you on Instagram or TikTok 
knows your sisters. And if they are lucky enough, they know your mom and your dad like I do because they are literally like my aunt and uncle. They're the closest people to my entire family. And I adore your family so much. So my last question is this. I just want to talk about your relationship. I really think it's so unique. I don't know that I've ever seen a family of origin so close with each other as you and your sisters and your parents. Like you guys literally laugh nonstop. You are a lesson in what family should be. I mean, I adore my mom and my sisters, but I think we can all agree. Ain't no party like a Brant family party. So can you just tell me what that looks like and how you guys stay so joyful? Yeah, you know, listen, I know how incredibly fortunate I am to be like born into this family. Obviously, no one picks their family. And I just happen to really get so beyond lucky with my parents, my sisters. You know, my parents are incredible people, as you know. They raised me and my sisters with certain values um, that I think just breeds a general, you know, feeling of positivity in our family and one of love and support and care. And so we're all always there for each other. And I'm so grateful for that because I know it's not the same in many families, actually more often than not, people, you know, don't get along with their families. So I attribute so much of my success to that environment that I grew up in, you know, it it taught me so much to live in such a happy household. Um, Again, not that, you know, we don't have fights with each other, not that we don't, you know, share tough love like many other families, but we're so tightly knit and it creates such a wonderful support system that, you know, we can all lean on that really helps all of us continue to enjoy life to the fullest and to continue to enjoy our successes. You know, it's, it's a really special thing that I know is super rare. And so I certainly don't take it for granted that I have such a wonderful family around me. (laughs) It is awesome. And from the outside observer and probably anyone who even just watches on social media, the fact that y'all just dance and get goofy together, I think is a lesson for us all. I think a lot of us forget how to do that as adults. And it is a lesson to be taken to heart. It's true. We definitely uh, don't take ourselves too seriously. As as you would know, you know, from any play dates <laughs> coming over, it's just, you know, it's just the way we are. And I, I have to say, I'm really happy because the company I dance with, American Ballet Theater, is a super international company. There are dancers that move here to the United States, to New York, huge city from all over the world, you know, from China, from Spain, from South America, like any country, you name it, like we probably have a dancer that has traveled a far distance just to be able to, you know, be a performer with this company. And I'm just so happy that being from New York and having my family still around me, that it's almost like my parents are surrogate parents to a lot of my friends. And so I'm so happy to be able to share my family lifestyle with so many people who don't have family here in New York. And so it it makes me feel good to at least be able to, you know, extend a, a hand to, to my friends that don't have family here with my own family. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. That's a beautiful part of your story, Skylar. Thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you so much for giving of your time today. We have one final thing that we do. And oh gosh, Heidi, should I sing it today? Because Megan's not here. you should say it. It's called Karma Call. <laughs> 
So our co-host Megan usually like belts it out. Jamie, that was epic. Thank you so much. But I am the resident yogi. So I will explain that karma is the Sanskrit word for action. So we ask all of our incredibly inspiring guests, that would be you, Skylar. What is one very small actionable item that our listeners could try out for a short period of time that might yield a large result? So could be drinking water every morning, small action, larger result. I love that. I find that for me, it's like when I'm helpful with like my peers or my colleagues or my friends, you know, be it offering like a tidbit of advice or I even asking someone like, how are you doing? How's like, do you need anything? Are you kind of like, you know, cause it's, there's so many times that we don't actually know what's going on in another person's life and they might really be struggling or be really lost but we are not aware because we all try to put on our best faces when we go out into the world. And so I think just being able to go up to people that, you know, you might not normally speak with, be it in the office or in the ballet studio and just kind of trying to, um, you know, check in with people, I think is, is really nice because even if people don't want to take any help being asked and being acknowledged can go a long way. So I don't know. I think that, that always makes me feel good too. when I can try to just check in, make sure other people are doing well. I think that's a nice action to take that benefits all parties. <laughs> Being of service, I can't think of a better piece of advice to leave people with, especially around this Christmas season and the holidays and going into the new year as we all turn a corner on this crazy time in history. We are just delighted to have your voice here and to shine your light with us. Where can people find you on the gram and TikTok and wherever else if they want to go follow you? Oh, thanks. Just at Skylar Brandt. I'm just on uh, basically on Instagram. So it's just my name. <laughs> just your name, B-R-A-N-D-T. If you want to find her, you should go follow her. Just be inspired by her dance and also her outlook on life. Thank you for being here on our holiday spectacular as it were on Christmas week. We are so grateful to all of you at home for tuning in and don't forget to follow us on the gram at off the gram podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>